Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Andrea. How, uh, how are you doing today from sunny Mexico? What part are you from? Are you in? Excuse me. Thank you. I'm doing fine. The day, the day is gorgeous. I'm from Celaya. It's a little town. Well, it's not that little, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's just a, this uh, warm city. There's nothing in here, actually. A lot and of I'm in quarantine, so. Excuse <laughs> me? A lot of restaurants. A lot of restaurants that are closed now. Yeah, that's true. For sure. How many yeah. uh, people live in your hometown there? My hometown? Well, where you are know. now. Maybe over in my hometown? You mean Celaya? Yeah, where you are now. Right now, I'm at home. But here in Celaya, I think there's over a million people. So it's a big city, eh? It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty But it's not that big. No, not that big. Awesome. There's so uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, who you are and uh, what you do, Andrea. Please. Well, I'm Daniel. I'm Daniel Cossing. Um, I studied psychology and uh, I'm a yoga teacher. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Good for you. That's, yeah, uh, you. that's a very popular uh, kind of thing for people to get into and everybody needs it. You got to stay flexible and fit, especially now that we're all stuck at home, eh? Now yeah, is it gets me. Yeah. yeah, it helps me get through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so how... Um, how has your town and your people and foremost your country kind of responded to this epidemic outbreak and uh, what has really changed for you in your day-to-day -day life there in Mexico? That's actually kind of a sad question because nobody is taking it, uh, it's taking it too seriously. Okay. I mean, I have like a lot of friends that are going still to reunions and restaurants. Well, there are some restaurants that are open, but it's illegally open. <laughs> oh, <I didn't> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Voice podcast and with the scoop. <laughs> yeah. They're not supposed to be open, but they're open like bars. Then okay. just today I got a picture from a friend who is right now at a bar. Oh. You know Danny the Coliseos? Yeah. Yeah, there he's right there. Because they, they serve food for free if you buy a beer. Yeah. And they are over there and and it seems like there's a lot of people, so nobody's taking this like too seriously. Yeah, that's Me interesting. Family, we are. That's what I was gonna ask you. Is last time I talked to you, you were pretty serious. Yeah, um, we are pretty serious here at home. What are some of the steps and some of the measures that you've taken uh, in the house to make sure that the people in the house are safe? Yeah. Well, the day that I uh, I started worrying, I immediately uh, wrote some papers, like these signs, you know, to put them in the front door. There's one sign that says, stop, wash your hands, like before you get in the house. And then there's other three signs. There's one that says, uh, wash your cell phone, uh, wash your shoes and wash your bag and everything it's right there at the front door everything like the you know the how do you call the the dispenser the like water dispenser? yeah the, the spray thing yeah with uh, a little bit of uh you know how do you call uh, light lysol yeah yeah we have lysol over there and then you just wash everything with it and then you get into the house all clean 
Okay. And we're not hugging okay. or kissing. We're not going anywhere near our grandparents because we live with our grandparents. Yeah, we are seven people here in this house. My grandparents, three, uh, two uh, uncles, one aunt, and my brother, me, oh, and Lila, the seventh one. That's <laughs> eight? Yeah. Yeah, so we're not going out at all. You know, we all stopped working. Uh, well, I have an uncle that didn't stop working because he has his own office and he doesn't have to gather with anybody. So we all stopped going out. We're just going to the supermarket like once a week. Yeah. And I'm trying not to go nuts doing yoga and yeah, watching Netflix. I've been eating a lot though. But yeah. I think that's <laughs> something that happens to us all, right? My, my, my clothes are getting smaller. It's happening oh, you're for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, sure. It's, yeah. It's pretty terrible, this whole, you know, isolation, because it's like we're, we're at home and already like mentally we're like, oh, I'm bored. So I'm going to eat something. Yeah. You know? And so now it's like we don't leave the house at all. So all day is boredom. All day is just eating. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like anxiety. It's like we're at home. But we are so anxious. We have everything we need. We are okay. Maybe we are getting paid because our jobs are that blessed. I don't know. But we still get anxious. And we're okay. We know we're not sick. We're taking all the measures we need to take. And still, we are anxious. Oh, for sure. That get us uh, hungry. Even though I'm doing yoga, I'm still anxious. Yeah. And I, you, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, man. <laughs> Do you practice with your, when you're yoga, you, um, you teach classes, right? Online. Yeah. I have a couple students online. It's not the same because sometimes I, I have to get close to them and uh, adjust something in their body. So it's pretty complicated to do it online because I cannot be there to help them, but it works for advanced students because the beginners it's really hard because they don't understand they have to see they have to feel yeah so but yeah yeah it works if, if you have the chance to do it i recommend you to do it well you can give all of us a class now yeah yeah sure <laughs> and there's there's a class i gave uh, which is in youtube and you can watch it for free it's one hour it's this yoga style that is fast and it, it gets you um warm and uh, with energy awesome thank you send yeah. me uh oh. send the link to danny and we'll post it yeah. uh, on the bottom of this video for people to check yeah, out sure. good idea thank you yeah. so um so your business has obviously been quite affected and i'm happy to hear that you guys are at home and safe but yeah i think what you said there a lot of everybody's anxious we don't know when this is going to be over we don't know what's going to come of it um but i think the best thing that we can all do is just continue to take care of each other, look out for obviously the elderly people in your family and um, just try to stay healthy for everybody's benefit. What, um, what's the first thing or the, like the thing you're looking forward to the most that you're going to do when this is over? What's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to go hug your friends? Are you going to go see a movie? What's the very first thing you want to do? Oh, I haven't thought about that. Maybe go see my boyfriend. I haven't seen him in 21 oh, days. Oh, yeah. In 21 <laughs> days. <laughs> but you guys can... Uh, movie, I don't know. I love hugs and kisses. 
yeah with my friends with my yeah. grandparents with my brother because i'm like that so this this has been a hard time for me yeah yeah, for people like that, that like that close intimacy, you know, like you, people that are extroverts that that need a lot of people around them like me, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough. But um, Andrea, what do you think, I mean, are some of the positives of being at home? What is something that you think is, that you have found to be good about the quarantine? Oh, thanks. Right now, we, our family is getting closer. Like we are um, feeding our emotional bonds because we are all scared that we are there for each other. Like I found out that my family can actually be like confident friends who I can talk to. And um, we have been working as a team because our house it's big so the cleaning lady is not coming anymore for safety so we have to how do you say repartir how do you say um like we, we divide the, yeah divide. we divide the tasks yeah and everybody is doing something so the house the house is okay and i don't know that gives me a sensation like if i belong to something really special I'm so blessed by my family. I noticed all the blessings that I have in my life because I bet there's a lot of people that cannot stay at home that are getting hungry because they cannot work and they, they don't have money to pay for food. They don't have anyone to help them. Like, I don't know, single mothers or, or whatever. And I feel so blessed. That's the most important thing that I've learned. And also, I think that the, the whole universe is pushing us to take a moment to go inside. Like when you're forced to stay home, there's a silence. When you go outside, there's a lot of noise from the people, from the light that is going out, that is going on out there. So now we're staying at home. I, I've had to face already a lot of realities from myself like I'm there in my room with nothing to do and I realize that there are a lot of things that I have started in my life that I haven't finished and maybe this is a time, time to yeah now it's perfect time to finish them but still I'm so anxious that I can't that's the funny thing that I'm so worried <laughs> about everything and I'm looking at the news and I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna start doing this to get distracted and this is productive and I'm gonna feel right but I'm so stuck in being worried that I cannot accomplish anything. So is the news in Mexico, like I know when I was living in Mexico, the news is always very alarming. It's very scary, you know? So is it a lot of the same? What do you think is it, um, is what is happening in the news, what is happening in reality? Actually, I was thinking that, um, well, I'm scared because I watch a lot of news. Yes, the news are like that, are scary. And you know, like this, uh, we have something we call the red note, you know, La, la Nota Roja. And this is, the, is this newspaper specially for bad news? I mean, <laughs> we have a, a newspaper special for bad news. And there, there are uh, titles at the internet 
everywhere with bad news and how many dead people and how many infected people and you know the volcanoes are erupting and there's the earth is uh shaking how do you call it when earthquake, there's yeah. earthquakes earthquakes we have earthquakes also here in mexico and the worst thing at it's that they are um how do you say politicizing yeah they are politicizing this thing because government says one thing and the newspapers and all of these uh important uh channels like i don't know el universal the economist they are saying uh the contrary like they are criticizing our government and of course we are all scared because they make us feel that the government doesn't know what they're doing and maybe they're not or maybe they they are i don't know but the government we are never more... <laughs> yeah maybe you're right we are more scared about the economic situation that it's coming after this yeah it could be pretty bad but i mean like i mean it's really easy to focus on the negative you know and be like yeah this is bad and like the situations can be bad and our government sucks and you know people are dying and all of these are true um but we we shouldn't focus on that you know um we should try to definitely you know try to i mean it's hard to look at the silver lining you know and to look at the positives but i know that like me when i practice like when i um well, like practice yoga and i do some meditation and i do some things like that it really does help um clear my mind you know and it helps just kind of like to forget about those things for me personally i've stopped looking at the news i look at the news like once a day you know and that's it because i just can't i can't handle it it's just too much for me so i try to um I tried to do like some mindful techniques, you know, breathing and things like that um, to try to get me out because it's just, it's too much. It's too much bad news, too much, too all the time. It's too much all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's funny because the thing that you're saying is that you have to figure out a way to get out when you're in because you <laughs> can't get out actually, right? Exactly. So you, have, you have to be very creative. Yeah. Very creative. Yeah, but it's hard, you know, because the news are all the time like uh, bombarding you with, uh, you know, the titles. Uh, everywhere you go in Facebook, there's bad news. Or Instagram, there's there, in, in Instagram they are making fun of the bad news, and we are kind of uh, losing our sensibilization with uh, with stuff, you know, with the situation, with, which is so dramatic. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think you definitely see some of that here as well. Um, first of all, the, the, just the control the mass media has over people, the fear that this virus kind of started and now um, people have been following the directive to stay home and stay safe. And now I think you're, you're seeing people are getting bored and you're seeing people are getting angst, angsty. And I think you're going to see some people starting to um, kind of break these social norms and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, some stuff hit the fan here in the next month. I think people are kind of getting sick of this. Well, well, let me, I just want to tell a little story about what happened to me. I, I'm part of a group that um, we, we do check-ins for people. We do groceries for people. And um, we've been working with um, the homeless, you know, to figure out 
um, a good place because the city is not being good with the homeless population in the city. So we're, we've been trying to kind of figure out um, where they can go, how they can get food and um, things like that. So long story short, um, we, my, the group that I belong to met with another group that is also doing the same thing, but we met in a parking lot, <laughs> you know, and it's six foot distance, you know, we were separated, but guess what? The cops came. Wow. Yeah. They, we were seven. We were seven people in a circle and the cops said that uh, we were in a group of five or more and we had to leave. Hmm. You, know? you know what? See, this, this is where it starts to get interesting. At what point do your civil liberties get overruled by something that isn't even really a law yet? Like, I don't think it's been constitutionally federally passed to kind of have that kind of power for police. But at what point does the fear kind of, I don't know, these are all good talking points and I'm glad you brought that up. But that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, for me personally, I prefer freedom over security. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, I mean, it wasn't scary. Like I'm not, you know, it wasn't, but it was odd, you know, that we are a group of people trying to feed the homeless and the cops like, nope, go back to where you came from, you know? So it's, it's a slippery slope. It's, it's scary, but at the same time, um, we just need to, you know, stay the course, stay strong. We don't want, just like we're trying to protect the people, the most vulnerable in our society. Um, we need to do that by staying home. So, I mean, like I understand, but at the same time, like, do I? Yeah. 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 Andrea, what's, um, What's kind of going on down there uh, in Mexico? Are people, um, excuse me, are the police enforcing our curfew? Is there kind of like a social pressure to stay home? You kind of mentioned people uh, weren't super duper following that. Is the army involved? Is there any kind of pushback like that from the um, federal government? Not yet. I mean, I don't know what's the difference be uh, between phase one, phase two, phase three. Uh, but uh, since we are in phase two, uh, there hasn't been any banning of being in the streets or whatever. No, the police is not involved. Not yet, because I think they're going to do it. Once the sick people raises and the dead people too, I think they're going to do the same strategy. But I'm kind of worried because here in Mexico, you see a lot of violence from the police to the people. Yeah. That's something really, how do you say it's really common. So I think people also will get violent when they are prohibited from getting out from their homes. Did I say it right? Yep. Yeah. So well, I think I know, like in Mexico, in Mexico, it's very common to go to like the market, not the supermarket, but like the market, you know, like uh, tianguis. or like the tianguis, or like you know. Um, yeah. In the street like where it's just like so they're just really tight like in the movies it's almost exactly like it is in the movies where you have stalls and then there's just huge groups of people just buying and bartering and things like that um have those closed at all yeah uh well i i believe the on friday the last friday uh, the tianguis that it's nearby this house was open 
and because it was Cuaresma, or I don't know how you say it in English, you know, Viernes Santo, uh, Jueves Santo, and they they went to buy fish because they sell fish there. So there were like, I don't know, hundreds of people gathering there buying fish. And you know, Mexico's economy moves that way in a big part. So it's really hard to stop it because our food, we get it from places right like that. There's not a lot of supermarket. It's just like a lot of market type. Yeah. Yeah. So has yeah, your a lot of people has your yeah. food availability um, been threatened? Like, are you guys kind of worried where you might be able to buy food in a week or two, or is that still not quite at that point yet? At the beginning, you know, like three weeks ago, when this started, we were all panicking because you know, in the media. Uh, they showed that people were buying toilet paper like crazy and uh, I have this friend that lives in New Jersey and she wrote she, she texted me she was like did you buy your food already because this is getting real and I was like what is going on and yeah a lot of people like uh, freaked out and started buying a lot of food a month and um, we noticed uh, that a lot of people was not getting, was not being able to buy the food because there's people that can buy only food for the day because they work that day for that food. But when the other people that it's able to uh, buy food for an entire month took it all, we left nothing for, for these people that can buy the food for only one day. So there's a, started a campaign on the social medias to asking people to stop doing that. And we got uh, we relaxed now because also we saw that we were able to go out still. There's no banning in the streets and yeah. And then you go to the supermarket and there's a, a few people, but still like uh, getting close to each other. And you know, the girls that take your money, that take the money from you are not taking care of themselves they don't have uh, alcohol there to wash their hands and with the hands that uh, took uh, mo the money of this person it she took yours she takes yours and your cards and yeah. they're like picking their noses like you know the common <laughs> well i hope i uh, <laughs> hope they stay safe but yeah. that's funny that you mentioned that it sounds like you know as different as we are as a country with you know different people different language different food different culture it sounds like a lot of the similar things that happened to you happened here. So it's funny that as a species and as a evolved um, evolved economies that we are we are reacting the same way with the panic buying and not leaving enough for those who are less fortunate on the shelves to be able to provide for themselves just for a day or two, right? So um, that's kind of a cool introspect into human psychology right there. Thanks for that. <laughs> that we all, the world over is doing the same thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's actually really crazy. I didn't really think about it like that, but yeah, we all panic buy, we all, did you, did you panic buy at all, Leighton? No, not really, man. We've been kind of lucky here. Um, uh, stable incomes and uh, lots of grocery stores nearby. Um, the only thing we did kind of maybe get worried about is the toilet paper because everywhere for two weeks was completely sold out. So luckily um, we're, we're thankful to have a Costco membership. So 
every time you buy a pack there, it's good for like a month, eh? It's the big jumbo rolls. That's what I, you know, what's crazy, before all this started, I ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> and then, so I went to Costco and I bought toilet paper and that's the only thing I bought. And um, so I work at Costco and so, yeah. so I know everybody there. And like, they're all like looking at me and telling me, he's like, oh, the toilet paper, oh, blah, blah, blah. That's just like, what do you do with the toilet paper? And I'm just like, I just don't have any toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And then I get home, I turn on the news and it's like, oh, everyone's buying toilet paper. It's like, oh, you're that guy. That's why they were, they were, uh, <laughs> they were giving me crap. I was buying toilet paper. Yeah, you were that guy. That's yeah. That's good. So you were um, just doing your regular shopping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just doing my regular shopping. So, Andrea, has your government kind of given any um, foresight into when maybe they, this might all be over or when they might open things back up again? Have they kind of talked about that at all? At first, they said April, April the 30. Okay. But um, yesterday, I think, or the day before yesterday, uh, this guy, Hugo lopez Gatel, he is the sub-secretary from the Health Institute of Mexico. Uh, he said that this may be till May, May, the entire month. Yeah. 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 So it's a long time. Yeah. Our provincial government um, just a couple of days ago extended this another month. So um, we're kind of sitting around the middle of April right now. So you know what, if we're out of this by June, I think we'll be lucky, but we'll see what happens. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. I would hope, I hope so. Like, the thing is, it's like, so, Andrea, like, it's, it's cool for you because it's, it's always summer, you know? But, like, for us, summer is very short. Three months. You know? <laughs> Three or four months. So, I want summer. Yeah. You know? So, I've been making preparations for summer alternative summer preparations like um we don't know if we're going to be able to go camping yeah so i have a truck you know a four-wheel drive so now our plan is is just to find a place with my truck and go camping yeah you yeah know? like yeah exactly somewhere near exactly you know you, or, you were planning to come to mexico right i was planning on going to mexico but no, I mean, yeah. that's not happening anymore. Yeah, and it looks like summer here, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's warm, and it's there's uh, sunlight. Yeah, you got green grass. I see it was snowing here today. I was in <laughs> line to get groceries, and it was snowing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so no, it's crazy. I, I, hope it's, I hope it doesn't last too much longer. But I think that um, from, from what I understand and from what, I, from what I've seen, it's just – we're going to be like this until there's a vaccine. Yeah. You know, there may be more liberties if you want to call them that, you know, it's like, maybe we can, um, maybe we can go to the movies, uh, maybe a little more spaced out, but maybe those will open up. Maybe restaurants will take smaller reservations. I don't know, but something I do believe something will open up in the future. Um, but it's it's going to be a version of this until we have a vaccine. Yeah. Or maybe a treatment, an efficient treatment. 
where you can get sick and just go to the pharmacy and get something that gets you well. Yeah, exactly. You know? I yeah, think because, it, yeah, because I, I, yeah. I, think, I just want to say, I think the worry is that this virus is too contagious that they don't want you going to pharmacies. They want you to stay home so that um, until everybody is feeling better and you kind of get that herd immunity, which is through a vaccine, as Danny said. Um, unfortunately, I like your idea. It would be awesome. But I think, I think scientifically, the only science way to beat this is the vaccine. So, um, yeah, it's, I, don't, I just don't see a, a cure or a way of getting over it in... Uh, uh, pharmacy unfortunately i wish it could but i think that people are taking this serious enough yeah andrea what what is it that you want um to be the aftermath what do you what do you want this to be when this is all over what do you want like the government to, to realize what do you want the people you know what do you want like our, our eyes are open now you know to a lot of um things you know a lot of gaps a lot of holes what what do you what do you hope we get out of this well i hope that we all can live uh, with a more uh, conscious mind i mean trying to be empathic with everyone I mean, it's not possible to be always okay and be always happy. To take things, I don't know, to be more loving with and with ourselves. Uh, government, I don't know, everything has to change. This is changing the whole world. I mean, the whole way we are seeing things. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I have uh, the idea, the strong idea that the in the government are mean so <laughs> i'm truly scared that they are gonna take they are gonna take advantage somehow of this situation but i'm hoping that we the people are gonna be more aware of these things and we are gonna act uh i don't know looking for getting better and growing the only way we can go after this is up i mean we are Touch, we are getting to the bottom of our. How do you say in English when you talk as fondo? Um, bottom of the barrel or um, hit rock bottom. Yeah. So the only place we can go, it's like up. Is that? Yeah. That's a good sentiment. Yeah, I don't, Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I don't want to get any idea because I might get disappointed or maybe not. Maybe I can get surprised. I wish I get surprised. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I think we've got a long way to go, but I think people's mindset is positive enough that we can come together as a people and get through this. So, um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, um, definitely, it's it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a process, but you know, well, we'll get through it. I mean, it's. I guess it's nothing that humanity hasn't faced before. It's just something that we are facing um in our generation correct yeah you know with this much media and availability of social media and so much scrutiny on stuff this will be uh what we're living through will be a couple pages in a history textbook a few like, yeah. a couple decades from now which is kind of cool oh, absolutely yeah definitely interesting careful. our definitely kids interesting. will definitely be studying about this that's right the corona 
generation will be reading about it because yeah. <laughs> so many babies in the next nine months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A, we're going to be talking to the quarantines in 13 years. I think I saw you. Quarantines, they don't know about, they don't know about our generation. They, exactly. don't know what we, they don't know self-isolation. They don't know. They don't know. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks guys. I think we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap it up there. Um, Thank you, Danny, for setting this up. Really appreciate your time as always, man. And um, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us and for your time and for your insight on what you and your family are going through. Um, thank you thank for bringing you. a unique perspective. I think people will be interested to hear what's going on down in Mexico. So thank you for your time. Wow. Thank you, Andrea. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank thanks, guys. Bye and yeah. have a good night. Everybody. Bye.